Atheist Nomads, episode 224, High-Powered Murder Machine. The podcast you're about to listen to includes cursing and talking about hoo-hahs. Please be advised. Welcome to another episode of the Atheist Nomads. I am Dustin. Joining me, barely, is Lauren. Hey. And barely. we are joined at the last minute, our hero, the one, the only, Aaron Riley. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. I know. <sighs> the crowd goes wild. Yeah. Who has already <laughs> polished off about the last half of the Prosecco we had this weekend. So, yes, uh, we are good. Because there's nothing quite like celebrating a baby than drinking Prosecco and mimosas. If I couldn't be there, I was just with a bunch of teenagers all weekend. I'm sorry. That's a good kid deterrent. Oh, (laughs) Uh, These kids were pretty enlightening, I have to say. Okay. Debate. I was judging a debate That's right. You were judging a debate. That's actually impressive. If you ever want to feel stupid... (laughs) And enlightened Stupid all at the AF. same time. <laughs> yeah. Go and judge one of those. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. God, I remember those kids from high school. Oh, oh. man. No, we had uh, baby shower and family and fun. It was, it was a great experiment in things that go really, really well versus things that went really, really unwell. But it all turned out good at the end. And I at, so least, I like, got to, I at least got to make your mom dinner. And she yes. liked it. Yay. So I won. You can't fail with vaginas. I won the... <laughs> fajitas. <laughs> I was like, can't fail with vaginas? <laughs> what are you making? Oh, man. Bologna. Well, we did say... You did say you're going to talk about hoo-hahs. And I guess mm-hmm. that, uh, This is true. There it is. <laughs> no, actually, what's funny is where that comes from is uh, years, years and years back before Lauren recorded that, uh, a a listener was listening with his like twelve or thirteen year old oh, daughter no. when during an interview, rimming came up, <laughs> as it does sometimes. Ropes, and yeah. then he had to explain to his daughter <gasps> why someone might lick someone else's asshole because it feels good. <laughs> It's like when I was at a party and um, a friend's daughter, twelve-year-old daughter, is getting interested in making a furry costume, and I scoff, <laughs> and she, and she's like, "Well, what's what's wrong with furries?" And she honestly just did not have been exposed to that. I think that's okay. Her for a mother turned to me and said, "Lauren, you can explain," and then turned and left, <laughs> and left me with this twelve-year-old. And I had to awkwardly explain to her the birds and the bees of dressing mm. up as birds and bees. Mm-hmm. And it was <laughs> super awkward. And they now remember me as remember the lady that told you about furries. Yep. That's Lauren over there in the that's corner awkward. pregnant. She but, is going to also explain to her daughter someday. When furries yeah. is but now isn't, isn't she uh, like doing commissioned furry design? Basically. Work? Yeah. No, she's um, 13 years old and did a, and is doing like really like fine craft mm. cosplay stuff. She's got wings that flap. Oh. It's crazy. Wow. But not flying. All right. So <laughs> no. we we have sure we, off a we have a goal here. Ooh, um mm-hmm. because like like I already mentioned Aaron is already in quite a bit and she's got a, a Moscow mule. Excuse yeah. me, vodka mule in a that we poured into a a copper cup. Yes. So proper Moscow mule container. I am several beers in, and Lauren almost didn't join us because she's really not feeling well. <laughs> yeah, I think I may have caught something at the party. My stomach's been upset all day, and then I just almost threw my back out in the kitchen. Yep. Making craft mac and cheese. She got as far <laughs> did, as getting the boxes, the boxes out of the out, cupboard. <laughs> which is explained, like, that's like the past month for me has been this, like, I'll help Dustin with the dishes. I pull out a bowl. Okay. <laughs> You are growing a human life in you, though. So, I mean, you got that. You're working all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, I went and got groceries. I will dump them right here next to the doorway. (laughs) Get them. I'll get them inside, but not put away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's great. Oh, Oh, so we have a podcast that we're supposed to record. Is that what we're here for? Oh, yeah. Right right now. Okay. Woo. I suppose we should talk about interesting things. Like, (laughs) oh, man. It's, It's interesting, but it's sad. Oh, no. Again? On October 31st, Halloween. Seifulo 
Sapov drove a rented Home Depot pickup into mm-hmm. a bunch of cyclists and runners for about a mile on the Hudson River Park's bike path. Yes, lower Manhattan in a rented pickup, and he got onto the bike path and drove through a park's bike pack bike path for a mile. He killed eight people, injured 11 others, and then finally crashed into a school bus. Presumably, nobody was injured in the school bus. Uh, I, don't, I, I didn't hear anything about... Yeah, I avoided uh, the news about this one for yeah. several days because eight dead crashed into school bus. is like... Oh, God. I, I, can't, I can't read that. And no. Needed to finally do it. Right. Uh, so then he jumps out with what appears to be two guns. One's a paintball gun and one's a pellet gun. And I can tell you with, I've, I've shot paintball guns. They're definitely not real guns. They have hoppers on them. That's pretty obvious. Right. Uh, and then he was shot by the police in the abdomen and arrested. Yeah. I mean, you run some people over and you look a little crazed. How much do you think like Home Depot is shitting themselves though <laughs> right now? Oh, uh, at this news. Not good publicity. No, not at all. They're like, ah, God damn. why couldn't he have gone to U-Haul? Yeah. Ah. Why? Or, or okay, <clears throat> if you're going to be using a rental truck of some kind <laughs> for a act of terrorism, mm-hmm. it's Ryder. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Everybody knows Ryder is the terrorist truck. <laughs> I did not oh, know this. I did not know that. Timothy so. McVeigh. Oh. oh, damn it. He rented a, a, a Ryder moving van, loaded up full of, of fertilizer and diesel, mm-hmm. and then set it off. Well, I mean, you can only have one huge terrorist attack per rented vehicle company, right? I mean... Well, or or we can look at it in terms of... cycle around. Yeah, gotta... Home Depot uh, pickup, eight dead. Ryder oh, moving van, right. 200 dead. Yeah. Like, we've got it, guys. We already have our quota. I don't, I don't know. You have to have a sense of style when you do this, though. I mean, an unmarked white van is the epitome of danger. Stranger danger. Right. Why couldn't you if just gonna, do that? If you're going to do something with a, with a truck or a van, do it right and do an unmarked white van. Well, how about unmarked brown with shag carpet and <laughs> curtains on the windows? Yeah, that's just groovy. <laughs> Groovy or creepy. Oh, That's yeah. where you should have the stranger danger. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing is now, isn't Trump saying that uh, now because of this attack, he is uh, pulling, um, oh my gosh, it is it is an immigrant lottery. Oh, I forgot what it's called, but I was like, That's interesting. Oh, no, mm-hmm. yeah. That came about like 10 years ago. It's some kind of immigrant lottery. And now he's like, Well, Nope, this guy just killed a bunch of people in New York, so we're just gonna we're just gonna pull that lottery now. Yeah. Now what's what's interesting here is the the suspect and by suspect the person everybody saw <laughs> driving the truck, getting out of the <laughs> Clearly truck, guilty running with the right. supposed weapons, and then getting marked with a bullet in the belly. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So pretty clear it's him. Twenty uh, nine year old who is a immigrant from Uzbekistan. He immigrated in 2010 and the FBI has charged him with destruction of a motor vehicle and providing material support for a terrorist organization. They did find an ISIS flag and other documents alleging allegiance with ISIS. ISIS has claimed responsibility providing material support for a terrorist organization. Well, he rented the the truck from Home Depot (laughs) and ran people over. Yeah, well, the guy's so, dead, so... No, he's, no, he's not. Not. He alive. No. no, he's alive. He was taken to the hospital after he was arrested. I think he's fine now, and he's in jail. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're, like, patched so up. So they're not going to do manslaughter, or... That's a state crime. Interesting. As it turns out, killing people is only a crime if they are federal employees. Or in the, for, for federal law. It's only a crime if they're federal employees. Interesting. So, like, with... What? Yeah. Otherwise, it's, just... it's a state crime. So Okay, so how come the state isn't charging them with... Well, because this article was just talking about the FBI (laughs) and the terrorism angle. Uh, He will also inevitably be charged by the state with probably uh, eight counts of murder and either 11 counts of attempted murder or uh, assault. 
Assault with a deadly weapon, I would presume, because a truck is a deadly weapon oh, sure. when you are using it to mow people over. I mean, I think it's a deadly weapon anytime you get on the road. You got to handle with caution. That's, that's what the that's what the cop commercials say. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> um, no, well, the reason why I avoided this story was because the very first headline I saw about it was man yelling Allahu Akbar. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm runs people over New York and yeah. I'm like okay if that's the first thing that, that if that's the detail they're going to go with that sounds too slanted so I gave it a day more headlines came out that yes this actually happened yes it was probably ISIS and then confirmed ISIS I'm like okay there we go right right I waited for details to come out rather than just jumping to conclusions yeah. like our president jump to conclusions Matt yep <laughs> uh, man <laughs> off of space <laughs> But yeah, can you tell I'm not really feeling it today? No, you're I'm just great. Like, like you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, so the the back on the 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 murder charges and where those fit. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. With Timothy Timothy McVeigh, there was like 80 federal charges related to murder of government agents, right. and there was also just the terrorism charges and destruction of federal property because it was a federal building, right. And then he had like 200 charges of murder from the state, including charges for murder for some of the same people that the federal government had charged Makes him sense. for. Okay. Yeah. Both federal and state sentenced him to death. And then they kind of were going for who gets to kill him first. Mm. This could be another case like that, although I think New York has gotten rid of the death penalty, fortunately. Yeah. Live with your crime, motherfucker. Please, please note that I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Um, Offended! Uzbeks are a Turkic people. Mm-hmm. Not really white. If you want a good killing, leave it to a white man. Oh, for sure. I mean... Texas church Here shooting. <laughs> Segway! <laughs> yeah, a man in armor. Well, a tactical I, I'm assuming body armor, not like... Knight in shining armor. Right. Badass. Uh, I would be terrified. <laughs> he walked into a rural Texas church on Sunday and killed 26 people. Yeah. So here's the fun, funny, not haha, but the coincidence is that when I was judging this debate tournament, the topic, because I was judging public forum, was uh, U.S.'s universal background checks. Ah. For guns, um, gun ownership and uh, transfers. And so I just thought, wow, I'm listening to about, I don't know, a handful of teenagers talk about the pros and cons of this. And then Sunday rolls around and it's another white dude shooting up people. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is actually somebody who, if you were to apply reasonable uh, background check requirements and standards... He would have been precluded from having a gun. Yeah. Uh, because, oh, and in addition to, to the 26 people he killed, at least 19 were hospitalized. Okay. And he was killed in the incident. Um, he is a former member of the Air Force, and he was dishonorably discharged. Mm-hmm. Uh, more properly, it was a bad conduct discharge from the Air Force in 2014. And that was because of his court-martial on two charges of assaulting his wife and their child. Mm. He was confined for a year and reduced in rank to Airman Basic before the discharge. Generally speaking, in many states' laws, being dishonorably discharged from the military is the same as a felony conviction. Right. And you are barred from all the same things felons are barred from, like voting and owning guns. So my question is, how much time did he spend in um, overseas in Afghanistan and all those places? I only ask because this screams PTSD to me a little bit. Well, uh, he, he was. I mean, obviously, I don't know. Uh, Air they, Force they typically do... three months. Okay. Well, and you know they do have those joint joint tasks where you basically are just driving that, military vehicles back and forth and back and that forth. That and the military tends to attract a certain type of person and that type of person tends can be violent. Right. But but for for like some comparison um yeah. with with various family members I have uh either currently or formerly in the military. Right, right. Um my nephew in the Air Force. His deployments to the Middle East were 3 months in length. 
And then he couldn't be deployed for at least a year after that. That's why you always go Air Force or Navy, man. Never Army. Then <laughs> my stepbrother in Special Forces. Yeah. Nine month deployments. Yeah. Then regular Army. 12 months and then they extended it to 15. Yeah, it's crazy. This Weird. guy was Air Force. Yeah. If he was over there, he was on a base for a very short period of time. True. I mean, obviously he has mental issues and domestic violence already tendencies. So, yeah, but that's a huge leap to shooting up a church. For real. So that means, I don't know, you know, mental state. I'm just there. waiting for more details to come out about yeah, the for guy. sure. I mean, it's a little bit. It just happened yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on. The, the doggies get their barking out. There you go. I was waiting for the dogs to settle down. But you know, I was uh, I was in the Navy for a little bit. In the Navy. Oh. Really? Yeah, you guys didn't know that? Yeah, I, I was in the military. Oh. I, I have an other than honorable discharge, though, so, you know, it wasn't oh, too bad. Other than honorable, so there's... So you weren't dishonorable, but... No, I wasn't dishonorable. But you weren't um, honorable either. Honestly, in the Navy, and to tell you the truth, in most branches, you have to do some really crazy shit to get a dishonorable discharge. Yeah. Because because of the what you're saying mm-hmm. is that um, it's basically like you're coming out with a felony. Yeah. Like, it's you're getting discharged post-serving time after a general court-martial. Right. Which means you were convicted of, yeah. like this guy, he served a year. Yeah. Uh, in civilian terms, that's a felony. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, he's gonna he's going to to prison, mm-hmm. uh, jail or whatever. Yeah. What well, I found most interesting about this is this is one of the few cases where one of the civilians caught in the fire actually chased the guy down. Mm-hmm. So I, I, as of I don't know. When we were recording this, I don't think they have even determined whether or not the shot that he had died from was from himself or from right. the guy who was chasing him down. Yeah. Typical yeah. Texas. Now, okay, there there is a little bit to be said for a good guy with a gun. Um, on occasion, a good guy with a gun can get lucky and shoot the bad guy. Right. That is in- incredibly rare. Yeah. But now politicians are saying, we need more guns in church. <sighs> like, dude... No. Yeah. yeah. That is the opposite lesson that we should learn. <laughs> well, I mean, and then it's just a lot of people saying that now Democrat, you know, gun control and background checks is just just them liberals trying to take our guns away. Well, and this one was <clears throat> reported all over as um, it, it was a he was a known atheist and registered oh. with the DNC. Oh, yeah, they're. But I can't there's find... People, there's people who've blamed him at Meta for this. Hmm. Blaming the friendly atheist for this? Seriously? <laughs> I mean... He is the nicest person. Ah, yeah. No. I mean, you can't... You just don't know what pe- goes on in people's heads, you know? And, and blaming him at... Him at... Of all people. He is a recovering Jane. Yeah. He was raised believing that harming bacteria is bad. Wow. Because it's a living thing. Right. I mean, if we all look at this, there's no correlation to religion or non-religion. I mean, because wouldn't you say, wasn't, who was out, wasn't Timothy McVeigh some religious guy? I mean. That was was more political. Okay, more political. So. But there have been political nutbags that have. It, it, it's easy or to religious nutbags. It's it's easy to try to blame, you know, try and say that you know non-religious people don't do bad things. No, non-religious people do bad things too. Absolutely. Uh, the quote that I like, and I don't remember who it's from, is bad people do bad things. Yeah, but it takes religion to make a good person do bad things. <laughs> now, this could be a case where obviously he's there was something wrong with this guy. With his past, he should not have had access no. to high-powered weapons. Right. I that's and you know that's when they're they're ticking our guns. We're not gonna we meaning I am actually very pro gun control. Don't want to take all the guns. No. I mean it's it's these high-powered murder machines that are only meant for killing massive amounts of people that don't belong on right. our streets. Mm-hmm. 
And if a well, criminal's going to get them anyway, well, guess how most criminals get them? Yeah. They get them from either out of the country or from right. stealing cop stuff. Listen, or just getting keep... them, buying them on the gray market. Gray market? Black market? The, so the Interwebs? Yeah. And you if you're know. not from, if if you guys aren't familiar with the gray market, it is not legal, but not illegal either. Right. It's like when you have something that can't legally be sold in stores, but gun it's not shows. illegal. So to we're talking have. about gun shows. Yeah. And online. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That definitely falls into the, the, the and, and just private sales. Right. That, that's the gray market. So there's that loophole, you know. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to have, I mean, listen, again full day of listening to yeah. gun control <laughs> pros and cons i could give you some statistics <laughs> well, I'm but just, i'm not gonna i'm just gonna go with the simplest yeah. all i want at this point is people with a history of violence to not be allowed to have weapons for sure that's a nice easy start this is somebody who should not have been allowed to have weapons yeah and it shouldn't just be an automatic you are obviously allowed to have weapons no 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 it shouldn't be an automatic right uh, yeah and i also want a decrease in the lethality of lethal weapons assault rifles high capacity magazines these are all things that increase the lethality right if he'd been walking in with a nine millimeter with an eight round magazine yeah you can fire off quite a few rounds with one of those you can switch them out right you're going to be lucky to kill five people. Yeah. It's harm reduction, not harm elimination. Yeah. For sure. And if we could at least eliminate the double digit mass shootings. Right. That's a step in the right direction. And instead, they seem to be getting more common. Yeah. I mean, especially recently. <laughs> yeah. We're coming up on the end of the year and we've already broken how many freaking records? Uh, it's sad. This one, uh, according to this NBC News article, is the single most deadly mass shooting in a church. Um, now, there was the some, yeah, some in a church discussion about the Las Vegas one being the most deadly mass shooting in U.S. history, uh, unless you consider some semi-extrajudicial lynchings. And by semi-extrajudicial, I mean uh, cases of rounding up entire towns worth of black people by... Right. deputized people so that is almost judicial that's uh, i think that's in a different category yeah. um that is terrible and horrible and bad but it's a different category than a private citizen who has not been deputized by the local sheriff right um and there have probably been more people killed in churches by angry violent people but that was probably cases of black churches getting the doors barred shut and burned down right because shooting up a church, that's a lot less efficient. Yeah. And it's also a lot harder to burn down buildings, killing everybody now because of modern fire code. Mm -hmm. Because people were dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. On that note, <laughs> let's take a break. Atheist Nomads is probably brought to you by Archway Hosting. Check out their low-price, full-featured hosting solutions at archwayhosting.com. That's A-R-C-H-W-A-Y hosting.com. We're also brought to you by listeners just like you. You can find out how you become can become a patron at patreon.com slash atheist nomads. And we have a third sponsor this week, Lauren's Baby Shower. Woo! What? Did you take some of my money? No. That doesn't <laughs> no, count as a sponsor. No, 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 no. Sponsor as in... Yeah, if you want to get something for the baby, shoot us an email. We'll send you the registry link. Oh, okay. I want nerdy stuff, people. Come on. I need more <laughs> Star Trek onesies and Batgirl onesies and capes. I'm going to make her capes. And, and then, Matching then we, capes we're going to me. be raising a little nomad, and it's going to be Aww. awesome. Aww, yeah. yeah. The Catholic Church controls enough schools in Ireland to cover 91% of primary school students mm. and 57% of secondary school students. Uh. That is a lot. Uh, it should not be surprising no. that priests and nuns have a lot of control over how the schools run. And now the way these schools are set up is actually they are state schools hmm. with sponsors. 
And they're either sponsored by churches or nonprofit organizations. Or fast food restaurants. Uh, there's probably a few cases Sports where it's, teams. it's foundations run by for-profit corporations. Yeah. But yeah. Sponsored by Carl's Jr. It's like Demolition Jr. Man. Yeah. Taco Bell wins their fast food restaurant wars. And so everything's sponsored <laughs> by Taco Bell. I just feel like idiocracy here. Yeah, a little bit. So the, the uh, schools being state-run, they have boards, but... The church basically runs the board, and nuns apparently oh, are yeah. commonly no, on those. thinly veiled at oh, yeah. best. It's not <laughs> even veiled. Because nuns are veiled. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them. Well, they don't wear veils. They wear habits. They have. You could even say they have a habit of wearing habits. Hey, that's some good dad joke there. And like it would you're be, just getting into it. And it would be better, better <laughs> if Irish schools had... The number of nuns to be none. <laughs> I don't know. I just get this image of like the early like 20th century nuns slapping little kids with sticks. I was just thinking and about that. I was like, so what? How so many hands Did they not realize that, that a freaking century's passed? <laughs> well, now they're more hitting applicants for principal jobs. Uh, so this is... This all started with some a complaint being filed with the Minister of Education, um, Minister in the rest of the world being government officials like secretaries in the U.S., mm-hmm. cabinet secretaries. Um, but yeah, filed with his office, and he started an investigation, and they found a second case. The first one was a nun forcing the rejection of the most qualified candidate to be principal because she was single at the time that her child was born. Yes. Oh, no. And obviously she was an immoral person and should not be allowed to have that much influence over Think the moral of the teaching of the children. Yes. What about Mary, though? I thought she was a unwed. We don't talk about her. Okay. That was special and different, and she also <laughs> got married it. once it was done. And you know it. I don't know it. But yeah, you're right, I guess. The second one was a case. This one came up later and happened earlier. Um was a nun forcing the rejection of the single most qualified candidate to become principal because he was a Protestant. I was going to ask you, what about all the Protestants and how, how do they feel about all these Catholics? Well, most of them are in Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. which is a completely different system. Oh, geez. Now we're getting all technical. Now we're getting, you're getting into the Civil War stuff. Oh, no. Listen. Which I only know about because of a single movie about guys who were selling wigs. Well, and are we getting into <laughs> in Ireland? Are we getting that? into the, the the Irish Revolution, or are we getting into the Troubles? Because the Troubles are the more interesting one. Because they're furry and they purr. Not Troubles. The Troubles. The nineteen sixties through nineties fighting and car bombings, car and, bombings, and yeah. all of that. Where that. That drink came about, huh? Which is mm-hmm. why I get mad every single year when somebody orders it. I'm like, that's such a terrible, terrible way to remember a, a celebrate very bloody culture. time, right? By celebrating Death. a small, small portion of it for a 30 year time span. That was a pretty small period. Yeah. In terms of the history of the peoples of that island, that is a very small period. Right. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So. The, the churches, they, they run the schools, and yeah, Protestant, nope, can't be a principal because a nun said so. Uh, single mom, nope, can't be a principal. You're bad. So this got brought up, though, because people are getting a little offended about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a little, but a lot offended about this. Well, there's already been a push to secularize the schools Yeah, since the majority of Irish people are not actively attending church. And they have dropped down, I think, below the 80% Catholic mark. Right. Now, they are religious on holidays. That number is even dropping. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, more and more Irish people are, are atheists now. Interesting. I'd like to meet an Irish atheist. Um, I will give you my email address and you can contact no, me. No, no, no. Voicemail. You want to hear it. <laughs> oh, that's true. No, if there are any Irish atheists listening to this, um, we would love to interview you about what it's like to be Irish and an atheist. And Dustin will pass you my contact information. Yeah. (laughs) Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. (laughs) 
Yes, Aaron wants to be sponsored for immigration to Ireland. <laughs> it's true. I mean, Aaron Riley, that's the most American Irish name ever. So mm-hmm. pretty, it's pretty up there. <laughs> that is, yeah. Ah, oh, man. Okay, well, if that's bad, uh, Pat Robertson... It's about to get worse. <laughs> got got a, a call or, or a letter or something. People contact him with their problems. And was, this was a dad who was... So sad about his 15-year-old son dying. Mm-hmm. And what was Robertson's response to it? Well, let me read you the transcript. Oh, God. I mean, no. God, no. These things happen. We live in a world of wickedness. And God does not necessarily spare us from these things. Well, let's go ahead and skip down a little bit. So what would have happened maybe 10 years from now? He would have started drinking. Or would he have started drinking? Would he have gone away from the Lord? What would have happened? So God, who sees the end from the beginning, knows what would happen to the child. And because he loves the child and loves him, he wants to bring him to heaven forever. And he wants to spare him some of the bad things that could happen down the road. Uh, uh, no, that's that's not how that works. So basically, God saw the future and was like, listen, your child is going to be a shitty person. And so I'm going to have... Pick- Take him. Take him. God That's looked down not at, how God works. at this, this boy <laughs> and saw that he might go the way that I have gone. Right. And hundreds of thousands of people have gone. My mm-hmm. God. Millions of people. Can I just say that that sounds like the most privileged oh my God. thing to say to, yeah. to a mourning father? That's right. terrible. Uh, privileged or just... I mean, terrible, terrible, but I mean, if you look at it in a bigger grand scheme of things, are we like, I don't know, man, it's just, I mean, that's it's like, that's just terrible. It is. (laughs) It's just awful. And I hope it's hard to describe because it's like, well, at least he didn't become a drunk and an atheist. It's like, wow, really? That's the best you've got to console somebody. Wait, and isn't that redundant? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I, I, I. actually hope that 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 man got solace out of that because i couldn't imagine the pain because obviously the child was young right 15 mm-hmm. right so oh, and it, i mean it, it was a mom who wrote in to ask about why her oh, son died mom mom yep. so I, my hope is that it it made her feel better but like looking outside i mean but yeah, not noticing in, everybody around her kind of groaning <sighs> and rolling their eyes being like, what a fucking asshole. But I mean, this isn't the first time nor the last time he's going to say something really idiotic and stupid. So, yeah. God just wanted one of his angels back. I've, Listen, God obviously didn't put the right words in your head. So I've, I've actually <laughs> encountered this kind of thinking once before. Uh, it was when my then 19 year old cousin died in a car accident and the pastor who did the eulogy at the funeral was so pleased when he found out that he had a bunch of Bible tracts in his car. Obviously, he'd gotten right with God, so it was all okay. We were all offended by that. It's horrified me that he's been allowed to continue to handle all of the rest of the family funerals. Yeah. But still... It's a terrible, terrible thing to say. It's just not something you console people with. No. no. But I've had that happen. I mean, my niece passed away when she was eight and she had a genetic disorder. And so we kind of knew that that was going to happen. But I reached out to an ex-boyfriend who had been around when she was born. <clears throat> so I thought it would be a good time to let him know what had happened. And he basically came back and was like, well... She was uh, really unhappy on earth and God had the whole, whole rigmarole, you know, Mm. God had, God saw her pain and took it away and now she's up in heaven and she's so much better and it really fucking pissed me off is what it did. And so I have not really talked to that person since. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. And the one that gets me the most with this is my nephew that OD'd on heroin. Mm. How much praying was going on? And how much talk there's been since that, oh yeah, he's up in heaven. Washing over the family. Uh, no, no, no. Even even if you, but one, he wasn't 
religious. Mm-hmm. He was kind of in that non-committal, never religious, uh, atheist default atheist, uh, more publicly agnostic type position. Right. Uh, so no, he wasn't religious. Uh, he did not have a relationship with Jesus. He was never baptized. Uh, oh, no. He was not a good person. He did not live a good life. Right. No, that uh, just that does a disservice to who he was. Well, and I I feel like people are praying and hoping to get him right too, then feel a real sense of guilt where they shouldn't mm-hmm. too. Like I just wasn't I wasn't good enough to help this person. When it's just like no, that person just didn't. That person owns gotta own their shit you know yeah and uh yeah that's not right don't don't take on someone else's stuff Mm. for sure and feel guilty about it so that's the unfortunate back you know shitty side yeah that too the new gop tax bill would undo the johnson amendment and allow churches to be free to endorse political candidates Aren't they already endorsing political candidates? They are, but they're not supposed to. Not well, officially. I know. They just have, you know, their board members and their Oh no. Pastors leaders. pastors are endorsing political candidates from the pulpit and sending the video to the IRS in defiance. And the IRS office in charge of enforcing that hasn't had any funding since twenty ten. Oh, and not now either. And they still don't. Uh, but this, the the wording, and this is all at the end of a 429-page piece of legislation that is supposed to get voted on here very soon, despite only being released on Thursday. Hmm. And they're going to try and get it to vote as quickly as possible. Right, before hmm. anybody has a chance to read it. Right. And so the Johnson, Johnson Amendment... Prohibits 501c3 nonprofits from engaging in, in electioneering. And this would explicitly allow churches to be able to uh, endorse. endorse candidates. Mm-hmm. Not other 501c3 no. nonprofits. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to ask. Just re- the religious ones. So, Freedom from Religion Foundation, American Atheist, American Humanist Association, they wouldn't be able to endorse candidates. Right. But the, I mean, I feel like I've heard yeah. Mormons for sure in their little speeches talk about who to who to vote for speeches. Mormons now, Mormons might actually fall into a weird spot where they don't actually have clergy. They do. They have bishops, but they're not but really they're clergy. Not, no, they're not. They're uh, they're just real cool car salesmen and. Uh, you know, realtors who they run dentists. their they run their elections via business contracts. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure, by forcing their employees to read pamphlets <laughs> about who to vote for. Vandersloot, looking at you, <laughs> Vanderslut, is like my mom <laughs> likes to call him. Yeah, but you're right. I totally forgot about that. It's basically whoever has the most speedboats becomes. Ah. The bishop. <laughs> oh my God, it's true. Ah <laughs> oh, man. So if, if that was wasn't bad enough, oh, and, and that you that, keep saying that about the next story. I know. I know. Like everything's bad. I, know. Well, I, I, I reset periodically. It's not always getting worse. It occasionally shifts to something different, and then you start getting worse. <laughs> And, and are, are there any good stories this one? Yes. Ones? I know. Can we like, let's... Actually, no. There's oh, no. Not. no. I was going to say there's the woman who flipped off the um, Trump... Uh, she got fired, though. Yeah. But she got fired. She lost her job. She, even flipped, though, off, she flipped off Trump? Uh, his car. She rode her bike by his motorcade yeah. and gave him the bird. Was she and a some, government employee? And so, yes. Well, come on. That's technically her boss. But guess what? I bet she feels good as hell. And she was like, it was totally worth it. Great picture. Nice. Of her just good. I riding hope her it, bike. I bet someone's going to pick her up like that. Buzzfeed. Hmm. <laughs> well, the uh, representative Steve King, Republican of Iowa, of course, has the sponsored a bill that has made it to committee finally. And I've been kind of watching this one since it was first introduced in the early spring, late winter period. 
and I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. It actually made it to the committee. <laughs> Remember that last time that we thought that yeah. wasn't going to happen? Yeah. And then it did. This is being called the Heartbeat Protection Act. Oh, no. Which I think is actually ironic in the terminology that's being used around it because it would make it illegal to perform an abortion if there is a detectable fetal heartbeat. God. Well, that is an oxymoron because every fetus that is viable has a heartbeat and so do most embryos. Well, that's their whole point, isn't it? Yeah, it's like within just how many cells is it that they start actually... At six weeks, before there's even a heart, there's a heartbeat. Yeah. So... All their mistresses can't have abortions. This would... (laughs) Depending on if it passed... They're exempt. Depending on how it would be interpreted, would either set the like abortion limit at like 12 weeks, at the point there's actually a heart to be beating... Because the heartbeat actually starts in the yolk sac. Right. Not even in the embryo. It, it's it's one of those things. It doesn't actually make sense. You know, we saw Kylie's heartbeat eight weeks into the pregnancy. Right. There was no heart. It was a couple yeah. of cells that were beating. That were convulsing in rhythm. <laughs> but now she is fully formed. Just pretty, about. Pretty much. Her final form is coming. Her but final it's, form. It's, it's so crazy because, you know, at that point, what we saw looked more like a frog than a human. Right. That had the appearance of... A gummy bear. Some kind of, of rhythmic pulsating <laughs> of blood cells. Right. That, that pulsating was not a heart. A heart formed later. Uh, and it was... And actually, no, I, I said something wrong. It was, it actually was cells in the embryo itself, not the yolk sac. The yolk sac was producing the blood cells, not the body. Yeah, that's the part that I got. Oh got gosh, wrong. It, it's complicated. It is. It totally is. And people go to the school for it and don't remember later. Right. Oh, but. and there are people who go to school for this for many, many, many years, mm. and still have no idea what the fuck is going on when. A pregnant woman falls, her hip hurts, and they can't figure out why. <laughs> yeah, we got a bum doctor. Good thing she's going to be on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Nice little bump in the road there. Well, listen, it's called practicing medicine, not right. I know everything medicine. No. Yeah. But... Then you get people in Congress who are mostly lawyers. Yeah, there are a few doctors there. Yeah. I hope the actual doctors tear this apart, but I doubt there are any OBGYNs <laughs> in Congress. Uh, you get people like If Rand they Paul. are, there's 78-year-old white men who <laughs> are basing everything off of what was popular 50 years ago. You get examples <laughs> like Rand Paul, who's an optometrist. Um Ben Carson, isn't he a doctor? He's a neurosurgeon. Pediatric yeah. neurosurgeon. <sighs> He's actually... Pediatric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baby brains. <laughs> now, and, and the thing with, with Ben Carson is, if you want to criticize him as a human being... For his politics or his views... Well, I just think he's a damn liar, kind of. Oh, that's all fair game. Yeah. His actual medical practice was legendary. Oh, I'm sure. He was one of the best. And he has completely ruined his legacy by venturing into politics and proven himself to be a fool. Yeah. Do you think he has someone like in his ear? Like, I think hey, maybe you should, uh, you should there's some dementia. This. Oh. Yeah. You you should try this. Just say it. Just say you almost killed a man, but it, the belt buckle saved him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so if this bill passes, it's it's going to the Supreme Court, which is the whole point, because it would not meet Waste muster. Waste of resources. It wouldn't meet muster if it was compared against Roe versus Wade. The whole goal is for this to be tied up in court two to five years, which tends to happen before something gets to the Supreme Court, Yeah. by which point Ginsburg, Breyer... And a couple others are going to retire. Oh, no. And if Trump gets to appoint their replacements, 
Five years? Let's hope he's out. Bye-bye abortions. But that's what we said last time. <laughs> I, I am still holding my prediction that Lindsey Graham will be president in March. Wow. I think uh, Mueller will be going after Flynn next, Pence before long. They will get somebody else in for vice president. And I think it's going to be Lindsey Graham. And then Trump will be out before the midterms, oh. the primaries for the midterms. Yeah. That'll be nice. Four months. That's my prediction now. Yep. Yeah. I, my prediction was that he was not going to be. We all laughed. <laughs> we all laughed. Yeah. And we did. Uh, the EPA mm. has cited the Bible Mm-mm. in its new rule that would no longer allow uh, scientists to advise them <laughs> if they've ever done any research funded by the EPA. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What? <laughs> so if you pay a scientist to do research for you, uh-huh. they can't advise you on policy because they, that's a conflict of, of interest. Right. No. No. Let's. You could also opposite world. You could also argue that these scientists doing their job, <laughs> they do the research you pay them for, and then they advise you on how to act based on that research, which is the whole reason you paid them to do the fucking research in the first place. Which is the whole reason why that department's even there. <sighs> these people but don't get at it. At this point, we're lucky we even have an EPA. <laughs> they're 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 on their way out. Uh, so anyway, the they they quoted. The Joshua principle uh, that you you get to choose either service on the committee to provide the council as an in an independent fashion, or you can choose the grant. And they quoted from the book of Bible. Because Joshua's the book of Bible, <laughs> the book of Joshua, the book and wow. the Bible. Because Joshua said to the people of Israel, "Choose this day whom you are going to serve." You can either serve the EPA or you can serve science. <laughs> Don't get those two mixed up, though. They're not related. No, I would serve science any day. Hail science. All hail science. How about those Houston Astros? Oh, yeah. Christine, my roommate, was like, there was history. It was made. And I was like, what are we talking about? Yeah, I saw that video of the lady getting her hat back, too. It was pretty, it was pretty oh, cool. I did not see anything. And actually, <laughs> when she told me, I was like, cool. Are we talking about baseball? We are talking yes. about baseball. <laughs> I, I, for one. I don't think the Astros have ever won a World Series. No, they haven't. That was the history that was made. So Listen, they, I just like yeah. the. Uh, Wait, the World Series just happened? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. just finished up. And the Houston and the Astros, Astros won. won. For okay. the first time cool. ever. Listen, I just like the Springfield Isotopes. Yes, yeah. Oh. They're a pretty awesome team. All of them. From the Simpsons. Absolutely. Y'all. I also am a little drunk. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right, so you're going to love this next oh, one. Oh, yay. Yeah. Am I going to love it, though? I feel like when you well, set me so, up, I don't... So I'm going to start <laughs> with a little, little fun thing about how... <laughs> You know, names are different based on the context. So, like, you've got, <laughs> there's Moscow and Moscow. Mm-hmm. One is in Russia, one, one is, is in Idaho. Idaho. Yep. Mm-hmm. And one's a song from Rammstein. So, you've what? got Moscow, where my niece lives while she's going to school. Lauren's brother, too. Yeah. Um, then you've got Moscow. That's in my tummy right now. Mm-hmm. Which... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it, wait, is that the Moscow Mule or the Moscow Mule? Let's no. say Moscow. Say, Mos- I think I've just seen it as the Moscow. Pronounced as a Moscow Mule, but oh, really? But it's not supposed to be from Moscow, Idaho. It's supposed to be from Moscow, Russia. It's just a joke on the fact that they use vodka. It's actually mm-hmm. incredibly racist. So vodka or what nationalist or whatever. But yeah, and then you got oh, you know, Moscow, Russia, which owns our president. Yes. Um, oh. Then you've got places like all comes around. All hail Russia. Then there's like on the Ritz. Notre Dame Cathedral <laughs> in France, which is beautiful and amazing. And Notre Dame. And then there's Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, which has just become the first Segway! employer to Sorry. take advantage of the new Trump administration rules that we just talked about like two weeks ago. Wow. That Allows them to drop the contraceptive coverage that they already aren't providing. No! I kind of saw that one coming. 
Wait, <laughs> the the school? The school. This yes, is going let's to get, let's get all them girls pregnant. So this applies to both employees and students. Oh jeez. Yeah, so starting on December 31st, the supplemental policy provided by the insurance company will stop existing. That's why we should all move to Oregon where birth control flows like the rivers <laughs> of minty water. So free. That is that is just so so infuriating. So typically Catholic. It, it is. I mean, I'm I'm actually surprised that this wasn't some... I mean, I'm surprised that they were actually providing birth control in the first place. They were forced to. Right. And also, they weren't providing it. They were notifying the insurance company they weren't going to be providing it. I see. So the insurance company provided it. And here's the thing that is the real mindfuck with all of this. Yeah. Telling the insurance company to not include contraceptives in the insurance policy is too restrictive which if that's too restrictive then shouldn't they just be buying insurance policies and not worrying about what's in them because they're just buying insurance policies and the insurance company is providing the services uh because if they're saying that yeah telling the insurance company we don't want to we don't want to cover contraceptives um that's too much yeah too much work. How are you going to get a plan that doesn't cover contraceptives if you don't talk to the insurance company about it? <laughs> and the insurance company is the one that is required by law to provide contraceptive coverage. Because there's one person who has to sign a piece of paper that doesn't want to. But if even if they don't do that, they still have to tell the insurance right. company not to cover it or else the insurance company is by default going, going to, cover to cover it. it. Their request is covered in their tears. So, so basically the cry nun, about being persecuted. Yeah. The nun or priest picks up the phone and says, we don't want you to cover it. Woo. I'm right with God. It's like, okay, we just had a change in insurance. Uh, we have two insurance policies and two prescription cards ridiculous one covers contraceptives oh yeah and one covers everything else Hmm. and when you log into the insurance company's website you have to pick which policy you're going into the normal one or the contraceptive coverage one you literally have just an insurance for contraceptive literally literally by the insurance company and the government oh gosh because not the hospital our employer now the hospital because they're catholic doesn't provide that Oh, what? Yep. I've got United Healthcare. I'm pretty sure it does, but I don't know. It's out of Utah, so our our vision insurance covers. Uh, or, or not doesn't. <laughs> Your vision insurance it covers our baby making. Yeah. Our vision insurance covers uh, or is from United Healthcare. Oh, okay. Uh, that that was that was <laughs> that weird. was the segue. And actually. Uh, yeah. Insurance company policies provided by Catholic healthcare organizations or Catholic institutions in general yeah. do cover baby making oh, yeah. very generously. Oh, especially sure. because that's a part of the Affordable Care Act they don't have a problem with because it requires really covering baby making very well. It right. Just, so we're we're actually talking about when the baby and they'll cover the when act- the baby has already been made and then they'll cover it. Because I thought the act of like trying to help you get a baby is not covered. That is not by any right. insurance. So fertility treatments are never covered right. by anybody. Uh, it's the like prenatal care yeah. is all fully covered. Yeah. The ultrasounds are fully covered. Nice. Well, some of them. The Unless it's for abortions. Labor and delivery is. <laughs> No, unless you have cheap Pretty insurance cheap. that got grandfathered in oh, and don't cover yeah. ultrasounds. Which we did most of the pregnancy on one of those policies Yay. where it was $30 every single oh, time no. Lauren went to the doctor, Yeah, which is a lot. And the ultrasounds were covered as any other service. Lady insurance sounds real difficult. I don't like it. No. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm being persecuted. Now, from my perspective... That's not lady insurance. That's people insurance. No, I know. That insurance is a big part of my life, too. It's on my policy, after all. Right. And it's important to me that that be covered on my policy because 
I am a man who likes having sex with my wife. <laughs> Woo! Well, just wait until you're at the grandfatherly age and you don't want your money going to anybody except for yourself. Well, even at that point, I am not going to want my daughter to not have access to free contraceptives. Oh well, again, let's all move to Oregon. Okay. And it'll all be free. <laughs> just kidding. It's not always free, but the, it's pretty easy. That's why it, it baffles me to think about other states and even the state we're in it in right now. So, especially now, my especially. experience with Oregon was a bit different. Yeah. Because well, that's because you were from a different part of Oregon. I was also a child. Yeah. And, and you also have a <laughs> And <penis>. you're a male. <laughs> I was, but I was one of the, then it was like 10 million children and wait, no, there's not even 10 million people in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of thousands of children without insurance yeah uh i was an uninsured kid in oregon now everyone under the age of 18 is on medicaid in oregon right but yeah. you're also from i mean i i was in the willamette valley which is a lot different mm. i feel like they're a little bit more progressive yeah. and they oh, want to yeah. no, 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 help everybody i i spent I, I was born in oregon's second congressional district yeah and then I moved to 20 miles from Oregon's 2nd Congressional District. Clear other side of the state, just as conservative. Yeah. Just the difference is... Right. If you're not a conservative red or redneck, you're a hippie. For sure. I, yeah. So, I mean, really, the only reason why Oregon is the way it is is because all of them hippies populated in one place and they all have a great vote. Oh, no. Actually, no, no, no. You've got it totally wrong. No. You've got the Californians oh, that moved the to the Willamette Valley and turned it uh, blue, just like how Californians moved to Idaho and made it more red. Yeah. And you've got the hippies and the rednecks coexisting peacefully in Southern Oregon, <laughs> wanting everybody to stay off their land while they smoke their pot. I'll take your word for it. I just want free contraceptive. Shin. <laughs> Contraception. I'm sure what that will be is, hey, Aaron abstinence is free yeah try that Aaron? try closing your legs you whore are you gonna need a ride home oh no i'll be fine i just need some water okay. <laughs> and it's the end of the night and i'm very tired <laughs> what are you trying to say i sound drunk now yeah that's cool maybe i'm trying to play it up for the audience all right good, good entertainment <laughs> Yay! Thumbs up. Yeah. So last time, Erin tried doing the show sober, and now she's. I trying was given not the advice sober. to not be sober on this podcast, so <laughs> um, the wrong person. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I know. I don't think we've hit any major like twenty-minute apology needed. Listen, I hope the that you all we write. Did, I no put a disclaimer in front of it. <laughs> The because disclaimer I'm, in front of the other one? Yeah. Disclaimers yeah, yeah, yeah. don't get included in the sound bite. Right. <laughs> so the whole thing is that, like, you know, I'm just trying to be more comfortable. Hey, that's a little cool. bit better. I don't know. Who knows? <clears throat> Do you know that a group of otters is called a raft? I didn't know that. Yeah. There's other names for it, too. <laughs> oh, we're getting back to the otter talk. Let's, let's and the, the move away. <laughs> baby platypi are called... Puggles? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. It's really cute. Little baby puggles. Listen, that is what a duck and a beaver, <laughs> when they get together, they make platypus. When a duck loves <laughs> Wait, a beaver so very, very sports, much. Sports. Yes, it's, it has Oregon sports references. Sports. Yep, Oregon sports references. <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> animal's final form. <laughs> the, plat the platypus. The platypus. Yeah. That would be badass. Right? Mammals that are barely meet the, the definition of mammal oh my gosh they're so cool and interesting i mean animals in general are just pretty awesome pretty awesome yeah but anyway we are out of time oh thank god Good. i'm like are we done because i am done <laughs> stick a fork in her erin thank you so much for joining us <gasps> oh my god, me. so the thing is guys i was gonna tell you like I was thinking, I'm not very famous, whatever, but I just want to be Boise famous, which means that I want to be recognized on the street, but not rich. 
Okay. You're going to have to dress famous. way funnier. So what what, what happens <laughs> know, with, with right? when you, you do podcasts yeah. is periodically, on, on occasion, somebody <laughs> in the right circle right. will recognize your voice. Hey. hey. It's like, Actually, wait a minute. Are you? Yeah. Actually, I hope so. See, that would be Boise famous. That's happened. Podcasting is the opposite of famous. Yeah. It's happened to me twice. Hey, I cool. think you're better off that is pretty cool. sticking with the theater and or comedy troops. Listen, I, you know I love the storytelling. Yeah. I do like the storytelling. Yeah. And uh, Lauren, thank you so much for, for powering through. You are amazing. I am. Your baby. I'm, uh, your baby brewing. Running on mac and cheese fumes <laughs> right now. And and Kylie, thank you for, for not kicking her in the bladder while That's we recorded. So nice. Hey, yeah. Dustin, thank you. You're amazing. Ah, thank you. All that remains is to remind you that not all those who wander are lost, but maybe a little buzzed. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you for listening to another episode of Atheist Nomads. You can find show notes and contact information at atheistnomads.com. Follow us on Twitter at Atheist Nomads and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash atheistnomads. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcatcher of choice. And while you're there, feel free to leave us a review. The music is courtesy of Sturdy Fred. Until next time, this has been The Atheist Nomads.